Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that always tells you the odds. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who enjoys sitting down at a blackjack table. Ah, yes. Hit me again, Michael. Uh, that's, that's me, Ryan Newman. Okay. And I'm joined by the other brother, who's a craps guy. Yo, 11. That's me, Trey Newman. All right. Uh, I say that because on today's episode, we are talking about some point spreads, talking about some gambling. So FanDuel came out with spreads for around 70 of the, the biggest games of the 2021 season. We're going to get to some of those that, that stood out to us. Uh, but first we got a, a couple of things to get to. The first is yet another question from a European fan. So we've got Tyler in Wales wrote in and he said, I am an Oregon fan. What do you think about Anthony Brown? And he also added that he is in favor of an expanded playoff. Obviously that's something we've talked about a few times here. So I don't disagree with him there, but Trey, what are your thoughts on, on Anthony Brown? Yeah. I mean, everything I read, it seems like the players and the coaches like him. Uh, you know, I saw running back Travis die said he's doing a really good job of taking the team over now. Um, he's got a year under his belt in Moorhead system and I'm glad he does. Cause I just, I just need to see more from the passing game out of him. Uh, at Boston college, he was, he averaged about 55% completions. He threw 20 picks in his three, three years or so, uh, low yards per attempt. I just need to see if he can take the next step and, and open it up. I think he will. Um, cause you know, that's kind of what held the ducks back last year was shuck. Um, they just couldn't quite open it up consistent enough. Uh, I like the ducks overall this year. I just am hoping Brown can take the next step to get them over the hump. Yeah. And it was, you know, I mean, he's got 20 picks, but he's played a lot of football. Um, yeah. you know, he's got two to one touchdown to interception ratio. It's not like he's been, uh, he hasn't had as much, much success. He's been pretty, pretty solid. Um, and like you said, I think with with the second year here under uh, Joe Moorhead, I think he'll be they'll be an improved offense over last year. So, um, I, I I think he'll have a great year. I really do. I think he'll have a lot of success um, this year. I agree, and he's got the the running ability, so that adds another yeah. element to the offense. And and his final season in Boston College, I know it was cut short with with injuries, but was was very good. So yeah. I feel like he's he seemed to be improving as the the years go by, and. So that's the big, the, really the biggest question for me rather than even production. Cause it seems like he beat out Tyler Shuck for the job. So that, that says something. And, yeah. uh, but the biggest question I have is health is can he stay healthy? Because he's obviously, yeah, um, had some major injuries. So cautiously we'll optimistic, I guess. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, now before we get to those point spreads, we are going to enter the trivia zone. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia Zone. Alrighty, I will lead today's question here. So, my question for you guys. Since the year 2000, there are five teams that are in the top ten of both total rushing and total passing touchdowns. All right, so they're in the top ten of total rushing and total passing touchdowns. Hmm. So they score a lot on either either way. So my question to you guys is: Can you? How many can you get of the top of these of these? There's five of them 
in the top 10 of each. Okay. I'm going to give you a total of 10 guesses. So we'll, we'll just go alternating. Okay. So we'll start with the youngest. We always go with the oldest. Okay. I'm going to start with Michael. So five guesses each. See how many of the five you can get. All right. Well, let's predict. I, I think we'll, I'll say we'll get four of them, but Ooh, that's uh, bold. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. I will rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. So they got, they got to score a lot. Like you said, Top they also 10 have of to each. be somewhat balanced. Um, yep. All right. I'll go Ohio State. That, that's who I was going to say. They are, they are 10th in passing and 8th in rushing. So oh, they, wow. I would have snuck in better. there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of them. That's one. Higher. One for one. All right. All right. Um, ah, those early 2000s weren't as much, but lately it's been pretty good. Alabama? Damn it. Oof. No. Which one did no. they not make it in? I don't, they, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I actually didn't, uh, cause a lot of their passing has been so much more recent. I have but... the, I have it still listed here. It must have been passing. Yeah. Yeah. That's been more recent. That was what I was worried about. Okay. Yeah, it was passing. They didn't finish there. Rushing, they were uh seventh. Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. one out of two. Oh. I've got another guess. But... I will go with I'm trying to think it's tough because you're going back two thousand, so like some of these teams have had dips, but Yeah. Hmm. Let me think here. I'm gonna go with Florida. Eh. Yeah, they had an not, offensive dip, yeah. Not I'm gonna Florida, yeah. Okay. okay. I've got, I've got two in mind. I'm gonna say Oregon didn't make either top ten list there. Dang, I'm gonna say Oregon. Oregon is one of them. Yes, good job. So you're two good for job. four. Right okay. on pace. Oregon okay. is seventh in passing and then third in rushing. Okay, yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, so two for four and back to Michael. You got uh Oregon and, and Ohio State down, and then Alabama was a no, and what was the other no? Florida. How about, oh man, I will say Georgia. Eh. Dang. Not Georgia. Okay. How about, just gotta go a good offense. Oh, I've got a thought. I know. I'm, yeah, what about Oklahoma? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes, they're second in passing and fourth in rushing. Okay. Yeah. So they were the, clearly the, the, well, they're not the lowest total actually. There's one that's, Wow. Kind of has combined even, even better than that. So that's three well, out of six. So you guys are right on the right on the pace here. All right, two more guesses each. I'm trying to think about G5 because he didn't. It didn't doesn't have to be powerful. Oh, yeah, any any good point. Trying to think what the great offenses there are. Um, hmm. Yeah, and you already know it's not Army or Navy. <laughs> they might be there for the rushing, but right. not the passing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I think good teams here and balanced a little bit how about i'll guess i'll say usc and not mm. usc i think they were in the passing yes they were in the passing but not the rushing fifth okay. in passing all right um so that's four uh three out of seven i guess right now oh man i i'm going with there's i got two really good teams historically in my head i'm gonna say I'll go with LSU. Gosh. Not LSU. Maybe no passing, maybe? Uh, LSU, I don't think they're in either. They're 13th in rushing, and they're not going to be there in passing, so. Yeah, that's right. They had some lean passing years. Jarrett Lee and Jordan Jefferson. A couple years ago, they did. It was Jefferson. I know, but I'm trying to think of over 20 years. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're down to your last two guesses, and you got two more squads. Well, I'm trying to think right now. I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm not going to make this my guess yet, but Clemson, I know they didn't become elite till more recently, but they were always pretty decent, and they've been pretty dang good. Um, Florida State's been pretty good, but hmm, had some ups and downs. Out of the G5, I guess I'm, I'm struggling to come up with the top one. I mean, Boise State is coming to mind, but I wonder if they pass enough or if they're just explosive enough it's possible i mean they're always good so yeah yeah always putting scores up all right i think uh i'll go boise state that is correct they are the number one right. team yeah oh, wow. Wow. wow i was i was hoping you guys would get that because they dominated for the last 20 years i like, know that is, but that's true that's true you know and they've really do it on they do both um yeah they're fourth in passing and first in rushing mm. okay so, okay. There you go. All right. And now we got one more. So you got, here you go. Four to nine. Trey's got the final. Yeah. I guess. I'm going to, I'm leaning towards here a good offense. So I'm going to say Oklahoma State. Oh, just missed. Oh. That was the, they were the, the next team. They were 10th in rushing, but 11th. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. We want to yeah. do one more guess each or something. So we, yeah. All right. One more guess Ooh. each, Mike. Make us look we, bad. Till we yeah. get it. Um, <laughs> Trying to think. Uh, I mean, we can talk it out, Trey. Let's think. Like, yeah. Well, so twelve. I don't think it's going to be anybody else. I was thinking like like a team that's been good over twenty years, but they don't always put up big numbers. Is Notre Dame, but they don't. You know, they just yeah. They had those Brady Quinn years, but like passing Ian Book. Um, but I'm trying. Yeah, you said Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Those Jameis years, the early two thousands, they were good, but they have had a lull. Um, I mean, I guess it could be another G5 team that we're not, um, yeah, but who else is like just synonymous, maybe not even good team, just a good offense. Like I said, Oklahoma state, but, um, I mean, Texas tech, but they're, they're all passing. That's true. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, a trick finding both. You got to have a balanced offense here. Balance. (laughs) Can't be the leeches. Like Wisconsin, I don't know if they got there in passing, but they're, yeah, their rushing is gotta be, I mean, Michigan is. Yeah, good, but maybe not good enough offensively over that time period. Hmm. Oh, what about well, Wazoo's been all passing. Yeah. I mean, how Stan- about Texas? Stanford's been a lot of rushing. Uh, Texas. Yes. McColt McCoy. Um, they had Jamal Charles. I mean, they had a lot of. I mean, they had they had good offenses, but. I would be down to throw them out. I don't, or to, to guess them. Sure. Hook okay. em horns. Texas. Down. Hook them down. Oh. Putting the thumbs, putting the uh, two fingers down. It was not them. You guys have, you have mentioned this team in our oh. chat here. You've mentioned uh, them. Uh, in this, this immediate chat or like earlier? Earlier. Okay. Uh, so I, I named a couple teams. I forget who I was saying. You said when I was Clemson. thinking about Boise State. Oh, Clemson. Yeah. Clemson. It is Clemson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, Taj Boyd. That. Yeah. Ninth and ninth and passing, sixth and rushing. <laughs> okay. Uh you guys were close. I mean Trey had Oklahoma State who was <laughs> right there. <laughs> I was hoping to guess them. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yep. There you go. So okay, you got four, which was Michael's guess, and then had to had to uh get an extra couple to get that fifth one. But yeah, Boise State, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Clemson. I mean, you know, 
maybe the best teams in each conference, the last, those conferences, the last, you know, that was the, over that time frame, right? That was a good question. It was, it was simple, but yeah, you know, good. It is good because you think of, you had to think about the balance. I like it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to those game of the year point spreads then. Um, so these are not necessarily ones that we think are, are wrong or off. I mean, although maybe you do, but just kind of notable for one reason or another. So, uh, we've got four each. So Trey, what was your, your first one you saw? Well, one team that I'm really just baffled by this offseason that I have yet to kind of figure out is Notre Dame. Um, their, their, their first marquee game, well, I guess one of their first marquee games is home to Cincinnati where they're a three point favorite. And initially kind of without looking at it, I kind of thought it might be closer to pick. Um, especially if you use SP plus as a gauge, it would be closer to that. Um, you know, I know the Irish aren't chumps and they'll always be fans at the betting window, you know, and Kelly seems to always have them good, but it just seems like they have so much to replace. And like the week before they're an underdog, uh, on a neutral setting against Wisconsin. So I feel like if they lose that one, this line would move more towards Cincinnati. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I, I definitely think what was line three you said? Notre so Dame's favorite three. Pretty much so they're about pick at, uh, on a neutral, but still. yeah. And I think since he's the better team there, um, going into next year. So yeah, I, that's an interesting one. I, I would like, uh, since he had that line, but, um, uh, all right. I'm going to go with, um, Texas is playing at Iowa State and Iowa State is a nine point favorite over Texas. That one just caught my attention just because, I mean, it's probably the largest spread Iowa's ever had in favor of them over Texas. Iowa State. Um, yeah. Oh, I said Iowa. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even like college football? Yeah. <laughs> They're both the same, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought that was a fascinating number. It's like nine. Texas is a nine point dog to the Cyclones. It is. Like, it is. Wow. It is a big number. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. Cause I saw Iowa State. I don't know. Maybe I'm, hopefully I'm not stealing one of your guys' spreads, but Iowa State was favored four and a half at home against, uh, Iowa. And mm-hmm. I was saying, okay, that's a lot of respect for, for Iowa there because we know Iowa State they're going to be ranked I don't know preseason top eight ish something like yep. that so uh yeah but it is kind of shocking you th- you figure Iowa State and Texas will play a close game but I mean yep it's a big point spread mm-hmm. but I think it's probably about right I mean I you know yeah when you Iowa slot State's, the teams in like Texas yeah. is probably a borderline top twenty five team and and Iowa and State is at home top yeah, ten top so yeah. kind of makes sense. All right. Uh, first one I looked at was in week one, LSU at UCLA, because was it last week? I think it was last week we predicted this yeah. game, or Ryan predicted the point spread. And Ryan, you thought it would be, I think you said LSU minus four and a half. Okay. At, in at that the Bruins. ballpark, yeah. And FanDuel has it as LSU minus three. So very close. Close enough. Yeah, give you a victory there. LSU is, is a hard team. You say Notre Dame's hard to value. I kind of agree yeah. there, Trey. LSU... Maybe even harder. Um, I could see them, if everything works out, being a top 10 team and I could see them being, you know, as low as seven and five if, if things don't work out. So, um, but I, from, from these points, Brett, it seems kind of clear that the market or these odds makers, whatever you want to call it, is valuing LSU pretty highly. Uh, I think, yeah. um, they seem like they have them in the kind of 15th to 20th range where I don't know. I don't know if I'm quite as high. No, and you're right, because I'm going to add on to that with my next game is LSU is one and a half point favorite hosting Florida. 
Yeah. Um, and, and so that's basically saying the Gators are just barely better on a neutral field. And I, you talk about LSU's kind of improvement this year. It's quite the adjustment from last year because, and, and maybe a little bit of downgrade, of course, on, on the Gators, but I looked at SP plus at the end of last year. Florida finished the ranked fifth and LSU was 45th. And the, the point differential was about 18 on a neutral field. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, about pick. I mean, that's, that's a substantial upgrade for LSU and downgrade yeah. for Florida, which I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. It just seemed that was uh, a little surprising to me. That one surprised me too. And I know people will say, Oh, LSU beat Florida at the end of last year, but yeah, the, that game was was very fluky in terms of like the underlying numbers. I know SP plus had it, you know, the post game win probability was something 90 something percent for Florida. It was, you know, just turnovers that kind of turned that game and a shoe. But, uh, but yeah, I agree (laughs) with you. I, they do seem to be these, these spreads seem to be low on Florida, uh, in general, which I don't know. I kind of just have faith in Dan Mullen, uh, to, to keep them Mm -hmm. really good. I think Emory Jones is, yeah, I think Florida's going to have a good team. I don't see why not. Um, all right, I'm going to go out west for my next one here. Um, Pacific Northwest. Oregon favored two and a half at UW. Um, so to me, you know, that suggests Oregon's five and a half uh, points or so better uh, than UW. And just based off of what I'm kind of sensing here from, from, from my, my picks here, I don't, I don't think Oregon's that much better. Uh, I think these teams are about even. I think UW. Um, based off of what they have coming back, I really think that their talent level is good. I don't know. I feel like this is Oregon's getting a little too much national love. Uh, and I feel like UW's maybe being flying under a little of the radar here. I don't know if it's because they, maybe what if UW played one more game last year? Um, you know, they very easily could have beat the Ducks last year. Um, or if they were able to get into the actual in the Pac-12 championship game, you know, but they only played four games. So I think UW's getting a little undervalued here. I think I just kind of, I think I'm going to be a little higher on them. So getting two and a half at home, I would like you, Dub. Okay. I'm, I'd kind of disagree with you there. I, I feel like, I guess I'm higher on Oregon relative to Washington than you are. I just, I'm very unsure of Washington's offense. Um, with the offensive coordinator, John Donovan, and I guess we're still not quite sure who the, the quarterback will be, but it's likely to be, um, the incumbent, um, whose name right now is Dylan Morris. Dylan Morris, thank you. Yeah. I was like stalling. His name's going to come. To me. But uh, yeah, Dylan Morris, who was fine last year, but nothing special. Well, that's what's a little surprising is that they're pretty much a central, essentially a, a pick 'em on a neutral. Maybe even Washington, a half point favorite. It's uh, no, no, they, no. It's it has, going the other way. It's yeah. It's Oregon's, Oregon's on the road here. Half. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's at so, UW. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, we're all messed up on this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, my <laughs> next game. Uh, the point is, I like Oregon better than Ryan, which is fine. Yes. Uh, so my next point spread is actually like, it's not one game. It's, it's three games because it's all of Ohio State's games against Michigan, Penn State, Indiana, because I used those to kind of see how the market would rank those teams against each other, Michigan, Penn State, and Indiana. And what those spreads tell me is if you assume home, home field advantage is worth two and a half points, uh, then the spreads are implying that Penn State is the best of those three. Uh, Indiana is four and a half points worse than them. And then Michigan is a half point behind Indiana. 
And I guess I, that might surprise some people just because of the down years that Michigan and Penn State had and Indiana did so well last year and has, you know, Michael Penix coming back. But one year just isn't gonna, you know, suddenly catapult Indiana so much higher than, than those teams. And obviously last year they were very, very close teams. Obviously the game they played. I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy game and Penn State, you know, Indiana. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The Penn State, Indiana game. I, yeah, I, I, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Michigan and Penn State still have a ton of talent. Uh, so one down year doesn't, doesn't erase that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of another, you were looking at Ohio State against the, the field there in the Big Ten. I'll look at Clemson against the field in the ACC. And, and this year they don't play Miami or North Carolina in the regular season. And they're, you know, likely to be the, the best, the biggest challengers, at least at this point. And so I was just trying to see how close they were. And I looked at one common game that they have. Clemson is favored 17 and a half at Pitt in week eight. A few weeks later, week 11, North Carolina is a four and a half point favorite at Pitt. So they're indicating it's a 13 point difference between Clemson and then everyone else in the ACC because, because Clemson, or I'm sorry, North Carolina hosts Miami and they're about a three point favorite. So they're about, about even. So mm-hmm. it's pretty, uh, it's quite a margin. You, you know, Clemson still losing some guys. Their defense is still going to be in- incredible and Uyunglele is great, but a 13 point difference between Clemson and everyone else is, it's a lot. It is. Yeah. It's becoming clear that that, not that this is much of a surprise, but maybe it's even more so than we thought that top five of uh Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and OU is like way, way ahead of yeah. the rest of the group, even more than we thought, because um North Carolina is probably gonna be ranked like seventh or eighth around there. A good a good and, team. And we saw how how big of an underdog they are or would be against Clemson. And um one of my games, I'll I'll just cut in line here, is Alabama at Texas A&M and similarly Alabama's favored 13 at A&M and A&M might be end up being ranked yeah. sixth preseason. So, uh, yeah, odds makers saying Bama's 15 and a half points better than A&M on a neutral and SP plus is actually pretty low uh, on A&M. They have them 13th and yet even they would only make this spread eight and a half per, hmm. per SP plus. So. Wow. The market is just, or these odds makers, whoever, is very, very high on Alabama, um, yeah. relative to yeah. the, to the rest of the field. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'd be curious to see like what, what they would make Alabama versus Clemson, for instance, because to me this year, heading into the year, I have that like almost even. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had yeah. Clemson favored three over Georgia and I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you still have to figure out what's Alabama over I think, Georgia. I think it's I kind of worked out the math. It seems like they'd have Alabama like, I think I saw two spreads and kind of did the math like you were doing. They had Alabama maybe like five and a half points better than Georgia. So yeah, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, so yeah. Alabama by about a field goal over Clemson, something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. We're doing a lot of uh, A versus B, B versus C yes. kind of stuff. Yeah, it, we are it, here. It, it, well, but transitive property makes some sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Uh. So my my next game here. Um. Another game that involves LSU, but I'm more interested in what it says about the other team. We got Auburn. They're a four point dog, uh, at LSU. Um, so to me, that's given some respect to Auburn since we've kind of touched on here. It seems like LSU is getting some respect, uh, here by the betting market. So with Auburn 
only being a four-point dog at LSU says that Auburn's almost right there on a neutral field. They'd be a, maybe a point, point and a half dog to LSU. So that's surprising. That's surprising to me with a brand new coach, of course, uh, Brian Harson. They still have Bo Nix, but well, future know, number one NFL draft pick. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Mr. Palmer. According to his Jordan Palmer. Um, so I, I don't know. That just kind of, uh, surprised me. I thought LSU based off of one of the other lines that I saw, um, they would be a, a bigger favorite over, over Auburn at, at that point. So that was a little surprising that they respect Auburn that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, uh, last game here, you guys might have two left. I've been, uh, I got yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We each have one left. Oh, okay. We're good then. Uh, Georgia, Florida and mm-hmm. Georgia is favored by eight. Uh, of course it's yeah, on a neutral field. That seems like a lot to me. Again, I, I mentioned earlier how I think maybe these spreads are underrating Florida a little bit. I'm, I'm optimistic, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic about Georgia's offense, but they did lose George Pickens and we didn't see JT Daniels against, you know, full strength, really good defenses. So there's still a little bit of a question mark there. Um, and like I said before, yep. I just trust Dan Mullen to put out a really good offense. I'm sure Emory Jones will, I don't know. I wouldn't surprise me if he was a, I've said this before, a dark horse Heisman type contender. Um, so I would be, you know, tempted to take those points right now. Yep. Um, so another, another marquee team that, or maybe not marquee in terms of, uh, record this year, but a marquee in terms of fan support, Texas. I looked at a lot of their spreads and, it it kind of made me rethink about being overly optimistic in year one on on Sark. I mean, there's no reason they can't be good, but their spreads that are that are listed, they're only minus four at Arkansas early in the year. They're getting a point and a half at TCU, um, which I've liked TCU this year, but um, they're eleven and a half point dog to Oklahoma. You mentioned earlier, Ryan, nine point dog to Iowa State, and then they're only a, a one point favorite against West Virginia. So right there, that's, and that's not even including, they don't even have a game or an odd, the odds for a game against Louisiana. So there's like five or six games that the spread is going to be close or they're a, a big dog. So that's, uh, it's tougher than I thought year one for Sark. Yeah. That non-conference is not, not helpful with a couple tricky ones there. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. My last one here, I got Michael squad, the Trojans. They are three point dogs. At the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Michael, uh, who did you, did you, or is it Trey? You did the Cincinnati Notre Dame game. I did since it was the same thing, Notre right? Dame plus three, three, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what caught my attention here is they're essentially saying Cincy and USC are about the same uh, squad this year. Um, what do you think about that one, Michael? Do you guys think you're uh, you can beat up on Cincy or whatever, make it even? Oh, we're way better than Cincinnati. <laughs> no, on a on a neutral field, I would definitely take Cincinnati if it was an even spread right. against USC. Yeah. I just have more confidence that they're going to be a very good team. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this, but also I think that this is saying that they're a new, uh, you know, Notre Dame and USC are going to be the same this year. Um, and I just think that USC is going to be better. Uh, it's possible Notre Dame could be, but like I'm kind of with Trey on the fact that I just, I'm not, so sure Notre Dame's going to have it this year. They're going to reload. They'll get better. Um, yeah. Probably as the year goes on. And then next year, the following year, they'll probably get back to a really good team. But they just have so much loss. And USC is going to have a great, a, very, a really good offense. So the defense can at least stay relatively similar, maybe a little bit of improvement. Then uh, I definitely think they'll be able to, to be a, a little bit better in Notre Dame. So 
I just having them a pick them against Notre Dame essentially on a neutral field. I'm taking the Trojans. All right. Any other spreads? It's certainly, it's certainly fun to look at these though. I mean, whether they are indicative of what they'll they'll finish at or not, it's it's definitely fun. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros podcast. If you like the show and want to support us, we've said this before, but really is the best way to do so is on Patreon. Uh, you can check out uh, what you get there at patreon.com slash college football bros. So we'd appreciate that. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.